come on an adventure behind the scenes as we explore what it looks to be bold, creative and Christian. You're listening to The Artless Podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of the More Than The Art Podcast uh, by Artless. Hopefully you've been enjoying the the journey of us kind of starting out this podcast. So do please continue to, um, if you're not subscribed, do subscribe, share it with all your friends so we can, um, yeah, get this out as far and wide as possible. I'm sorry, guys, COVID-19 is already driving me insane. And I'm not even talking about the virus. <laughs> I'm talking about, I just, the one, the nominations, okay, they can go out the window. Number two, I thought, <laughs> nomination. I thought that, that. I would have less social contact with people, but the social contact seems to have increased. Like, the amount of times I have to look at, like, WhatsApp, Facebook, it's like it's pinging all the time. It's like, for an an introvert, I feel like this is, it's a bit like, it's a bit a sweet thing. Because, you know, it's sweet in that, like, you don't have to see many people. It's bitter, though, in that you're hounded via social media. People always know where you are. There's no excuse. Yeah, no, no, but but also just people messaging, just people like sending like anything to everyone. It's yeah. I cannot. Oh you, my word! You're telling like, me that means that you're not going to do until tomorrow, whatever this craze is, where you put up a photo of yourself. I can't stand honestly. Or there's like push-up challenge. Everyone supposedly is now fit. Every, it's like everyone and anyone is doing some sort of like workout on Everyone's Instagram got or like. Um, yeah, everyone's got TikTok. Um, but it's like, so supposedly we're all going to come super fit out of this. I always just think this is just so weird. Like, no one else, no one used to work out, but as soon as you're stuck in your house, everyone then works out. It's not like we were all super healthy before because we were just outside and we, we had to walk to the bus stop. But enough about that. We're really excited for this episode because, John, we've got some special guests, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do have some. These are first official special guests. I mean, we had Dan on before. He's not really a special guest, is he? He's just Uh, a a guest of special guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's a special friend. No, we love Dan. But, we uh, do love it. but yeah, we have um, a forefront theatre on. Um, yeah, Natalie and Rob, who are going to be joining yeah. us, and uh, yeah, they are our bitter rivals. Yes, bitter, bitter rivals. No, bitter, bitter rivals. Of Although it doesn't work not. like that in the Christian theatre world, does it? No, absolutely not. Yeah, we met in Nando's in Bista. Yeah, in which Bista. Uh, for those who don't live near Bista, is not pronounced Bychester. Yeah, I know. Or I made that mistake quite a few times, actually. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you well, brought it up. So. I know. so, yeah, in a minute, you're going to hear our interview. Well, I say interview. That sounds very formal. Uh, our chat with them. And, yeah, we're going to find out a little bit about their formation, what sort of theatre they love to make, uh, and what they think it means these days to be a Christian theatre company. We'll also probably try and give them some Jeremy Paxman-style difficult questions, which will make them sweat. Um, although... What sort of difficult question can you ask a Christian theatre maker? Seeing that we're on the topic of Christian theatre, Chris, what was the first bit of quote-unquote Christian theatre you've ever seen? Oh, goodness. Um, Oh, that would be um, a Christian pantomime, um, which sounds awful, but it's actually, well, from what I remember, um, it was a long time ago when I was kind of a wee child, and... it was yeah, Christian pantomime that my my mum was involved in and my uncle as well actually. Um, they were both in it, and uh, yeah, I just remember it being really good. What made it good? 
Well, that time is, you know, it's a pantomime, isn't it? You know, I think kids just love panto, but I think the way that they were able to throw in a kind of Christian element to it wasn't done in a kind of hammy way, which is actually quite refreshing. Um, Although panto is pretty hammy. No, it is, but you know how they could do it could be a bit um, kind of in your face, but I think it was, I think it was done really well kind of like there was obviously the bad guy the villain who was kind of like the darkness and they had to bring like the light back and stuff so um yeah just kind mm. of hero versus kind of villain you know good versus bad and i think Fair it worked enough. really well so i enjoyed it but um it's quite yeah. a positive um experience no. of christian theater to start with. yeah i actually thought that yeah what was yours i think it must have been one that i was in but it's not your, your typical christian theater growing up so my background is um, my dad's side of the family is Jewish and we would uh, celebrate the, the Jewish festivals growing up and part of uh, quite a few of them but particularly Purim so this is the celebration of the story of Esther um, that 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 whole festival is all built around drama like if you look it up now like modern um, like modern Jewish families would dress up and fancy dress is a big part of it and parades and, and sort of uh, Purim plays what they're called and you would act out the story of Queen Esther uh, stopping the plot of Haman with the help of Mordecai and there's like a whole it's actually pretty panto-esque as well because you sort of mm. cheer Mordecai and you boo Haman yeah, and it's that. a good laugh but my first taste of this sort of theatre was um, as a I think I must have been five or six years old and I was cast to play Haman so if you don't know the story <laughs> from the Bible Haman is essentially a Hitler type character let's say he's not uh, the of, good guy is he he's not the good guy <laughs> he's trying to kill the entire Jewish nation which it's probably not the, 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 the sort of role a six-year-old can really grapple with, but I think I did well with it. I think I really played it with nuance, um, so much so that sure. uh, I had people kicking me, fighting me afterwards, you know, sending me death threats, because I played it too authentically. I'm sure you lit um, up the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was quite a fat child, so I probably filled a lot of the stage. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I did light it up as well. But that, yeah, so that was a relatively good memory of, of Christian theatre. So, uh, with us right now is is Forefront Theatre Company. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. So, we've got Nat and Rob. Um, uh, tell us, Nat and Rob, mm-hmm. on, on this, uh, I, I, was trying to, I was trying to get Chris to answer this earlier. Um, if you could be an animal, which animal would you be, both of you? Not combined into one. That would take too long to work <laughs> now, I mean, that might be That'd an be interesting weird. one, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I know the answer to this one. I've been asked it many a time. And Gorilla is firmly the answer for me. Like so it's, uh, it's plenty agile, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, got that kind of presence about it, but it's quite a chunky monkey. So, um, <laughs> quite, so that's, quite that's, that's how I like to see myself. A chunky monkey that can maybe, you know, climb a tree pretty well or, you know, whatever it is. They're quite yeah. fearsome creatures as well. Yeah, I'm a fearsome guy. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, this is a podcast. You can paint whatever picture you want of yourself. True, I'm actually, um, I'm six foot eight. Um, I'm, I'm stacked. You wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can attest to that. I, you know. Yeah. Mm, true. I've got seven arms. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Don't want to get in a fight with me. Mm. And Nat, what would you be? Uh, well, I'm gonna go for a giraffe, just because uh, I'm not really tall, unlike Rob. Um, I'm huge. Yeah, obviously. Mm. No, um, giraffes are my favourite animal, and I just think they're great. And who wouldn't want a neck that long? You can see <laughs> that so is much. True. 
Yeah, they're huge. True. John said I was a shrew earlier. <laughs> oh, so wow. I, I didn't get much of a choice in that. Hey, to be um, fair, I didn't actually know what a shrew looked like, and then I looked it up, and then uh, I confirmed, yes, he is a shrew. So there you go, that's the one. Do you know what, actually, what animal I'd love to be, now I've thought about it, what's that little pig thing called that we saw at the zoo that time? The, the little guinea pig thing. Oh, a capybara? Yes! Have you ever seen oh, one of those? yeah, they're like huge hamsters, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, but they're really yeah. friendly. They're so nice, aren't so, they? Sounds okay. nice. so why would you oh. be one, then? Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyway, so, forefront, hello, guys. Um, <laughs> so, uh, just a, off the bat, real briefly... Before we get into the meaty fun stuff, uh, do you want to quickly tell us uh, what what brought you guys together? What what started Forefront? So me and Nat, we uh, met at Bible College and got married because that's what you do. At Bridal um, College. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, and we were both studying performing arts and theology. So off the back of a course, it seemed quite appropriate to kind of do something vaguely relevant. And we set up a Christian theatre company. Mm. And we've been doing that for the past... Five years? 2014. Five a, yeah, yeah, five and a bit years. Ah, so that is the a literal definition of using your degree. So, I was chatting to you guys last night, but um, I can't remember when you said, have you already had a virtual rehearsal for your new show, haven't you? Mm, we had a um, virtual meeting, I guess, is the first uh, rehearsal where yeah. we kind of told them what we're going to do in our April virtual rehearsals. So it was mm. good, wasn't it? Yeah, we started the process of yeah. virtual rehearsals. Haven't actually had a proper one yet. In April, mm, we've right, got yeah. um, three days, four days? Four so. days, yeah. Yeah, well, we were going to be meeting together and learning the songs, learning the dances. Um, so we've said, right, well, we're still doing rehearsals. Block out those days, keep them available. And we'll Zoom on the morning, you know, <laughs> yeah. hand out the songs and, you know, maybe if we can get around to it, maybe a bit of a dance as well. Um, and then off people go, I'll be, you know, chatting to people individually and we'll hopefully come together at the end of the day. See how it goes, um, yeah. And see how people have gotten on learning their stuff and learning the songs. Amazing. Yeah, and this, is for the, this is for the other Judas, right? Yeah. Indeed. Oh, tell us, in my most professional presenter voice, tell <laughs> our, us and our listeners, all seven of them, uh, about the other Judas. <laughs> so, the other Judas was a show that uh, initially we were planning to take the Edinburgh Fringe. Who knows whether or not there's going to be a Fringe now. Um, however, mm. we're keen to keep putting the show together and keep working on it for some form mm. of opportunity in summer. So it's a, a musical, a new musical about the 12 disciples. So it's uh, about the kind of the the various personalities and different people that you had in it. So alongside the ragtag fisherman, you've got a tax collector and then you've got Simon the Zealot with who knows what kind of backstory that guy's got. And then you've got Thomas and his doubting neurotic kind of side. Um, uh, you, you know, all the different disciples have different personalities and traits. And so we want to kind of put that across. And most of them each have kind of like a song um, and it's called The Other Judas because the, the kind of protagonist and narrator of it is The Other Judas, not Iscariot, the one that's often mm. left out. Yeah. Um, he's, he's had a bad rep with that name, hasn't he? He has. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, I think the problem is he's not had a rep. Um, he's <laughs> just true, kind of yeah, yeah. a biblical Faded, afterthought yeah. um, because it's awkward that he's got the same name. So much it's that they call him of, um, different names, don't they, sometimes? Well, he's uh, Judas, not Iscariot, Jude, yeah. Labaius. Thaddeus, uh, I think there's another one as well. Um, so anything to try and not call him Judas, really. Um, he is the patron saint of lost causes. Oh, fair enough. It's a little bit like um, of the Marx Brothers in, in the 30s and 40s, uh, Harpo Marx. His birth name was Adolf, 
uh, for oh. a young Jewish boy. I don't think he could have kept that. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> oh, yes. but, um, yeah, I mean, I've always been fascinated with the Sons of Thunder. The, the couple, which ones were the Sons of Thunder? Well, why were they James called that? James and John. So, the Sons of Thunder, James and John, and they think they were called that for one or two reason, reasons. Either one, because they got into arguments a lot, or two, because they were very loud, or maybe a combination of the both. We play them as loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like this. Clearly, been doing a lot of research, you know. <laughs> yeah, these are the benefit of having theology, actual theology students. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I have, definitely. I have been doing uh, quite a bit of research into each of the disciples, trying to find out bits and pieces. Um, all the different patron saints. Those are fun. Like, they're all different patron saints of different stuff. Philip, mm-hmm. patron saint of hatters. That's that's about oh. it. <laughs> Maybe he oh, was Peter like, <laughs> Peter's the patron saint of about 50 different professions. Um, and Philip, no, it's just the guys who make hats. That's it. Oh, hatters, like a mad hatter. Yeah, yeah not Harrods, John, mate. I don't <laughs> think that was out yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> prophetic. No Harrods would exist. <laughs> Ahead of their time, maybe. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a 12-man cast. That's, mm. a, that's a large cast. How, how are you managing with that kind of many kind of fit all those people in yeah uh yeah well i mean that's that's a good question um (laughs) so we've we've had experience of uh, a large cast before in one of the shows that we did reckless abandon which was a 10-man cast um and it you know it it does add quite a bit to um to the show having that many bodies Mm -hmm. on stage you know you can have a stripped back set and the stage still looks full yeah because there's that much going on just physically so having the numbers is is actually a great thing but logistically yeah there is there is some fun to be had with that. I think choreographing will be one of the fun things. And just um, getting people anywhere with 12 people is going to take us so long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can imagine. It's hard enough yeah. with two of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're so used to just just having it as, you know, uh, me and John. So we're, you know, always constantly on stage. Um, it's like, especially like Tall God, never gets to actually come off. Do I ever come off the stage for only one one little bit where there's yeah. some like projection and stuff? So it's nice for John. John gets to come off. You know, he can spend some time. I've got like a big monologue. He's just sat, you know, having a tea say, backstage actually, or something. You know, we should, we should probably put a UV bulb up on top of that because then you might get a tan while you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's very true. It's definitely it's needed. I haven't left the house in uh, quite a few days, so. One of the uh, one of the features of this podcast has just naturally taken on is uh, a chance to sort of me and Chris to share some of our unfortunate or disaster stories or funny stories from touring and stuff. I'm sure you guys have some. (laughs) I'm sure you have some interesting (laughs) funny Uh, stories. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's so many. I mean, yeah. uh, (laughs) We had a show where the set fell down three times in the same show. (laughs) I literally wasn't in the show, but I ran backstage and held the set up. For the rest of the show mm-hmm. because nice. it was just falling down the hole wasn't uh, it oh, <laughs> on, a, on a similar vein we had one show where we'd accidentally left some of the moving parts from the set in the previous venue um which meant that a sliding door didn't have the bit that it slides on and no. so we, we we were split split rolling uh splitting the role for one of the the parts and so there were two lasses one of them covered the first half of the tour the other covered the second half and we just finished rehearsal so it was the start of the tour hence forgetting a bit of set um and the lass who was going to pick up the second half happened to be along with us uh for that show which was a good job because she played the role of the, the door, door. <laughs> um, so as the whole show was going on uh rachel benson was stood behind the set holding a door and sliding 
at appropriate moments for the whole show. Please tell me it was like a good big comedy farce and it could all fit in. Or was it a very, very deeply serious production? Um, It was a panto, so it's fine, yeah. Oh, Oh, that's good. You need that sort of thing to happen in a panto, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was very In fact, we were just talking about pantos because we were talking about like our first experiences of Christian theatre. Uh, mm. And I think for both of us, it was something very panto-y. Um, do you think there's something about that yeah. that, that like, attracts Christians to panto? Is it just <laughs> overt yeah. corniness or something? It <laughs> we was love for it. me, actually. My, my first experience of Christian theatre was a, a salt mine panto as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if they'll call it a panto, though. A Christmas show. A salt mm. mine Christmas show. <laughs> I wonder whether or not... I think, um, for me, I look at kind of the state of play of theatre in the UK these days. I think the two most popular forms of theatre, mm. like in terms of one that just regularly always draw a crowd from all mm. sorts of background, backgrounds, is pantos and musicals. Yeah. Um, and most, you know, large theatres, the shows that they know are going to do well and going to sell out are the, the pantos and the musicals. Um, and I think that doing a musical takes quite a lot of... Um, there's, there's many more kind of moving parts you have to... And the kind of... I don't know. I think there's, there's more that kind of goes into it. Um, whereas a panto is, it's easier to do, and if it goes wrong, that kind of almost benefits it a little bit, and people have fun with it. So I wonder whether or not maybe it's because Christian theatre is hasn't been as it doesn't hasn't been as well resourced, so it can't put on a fully fledged musical and doesn't quite have the budget for that. Whereas panto is a bit more manageable, (laughs) forgiving, true, but also uh, manageable to put on. And I think that panto and musicals are the the most popular forms of theatre at the minute. Is that that say that's something that you guys like actively trying to really fill that because you're really musical in what you do and like uh, like you're saying before doing these um, the songs for the other Judas going to be probably one of the biggest shows you've done. Yeah, in terms of the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. is that sort of where you? want to be in the future like you want to try and establish the sort of christian musical theater genre or like industry sort of thing uh yeah i think so i think you know two of the things that we are big on it's kind of filling that gap in the market if you like or where where people are still you know they'll still come out and flock to it musicals and pantos you know and we love doing them as well that's just you know that's our bag so we'll keep doing them (laughs) so um so how how high is your bar for your performers because we I and mean, Chris always have this thing where we're, we're thinking about um, Christian theatre, and what I think we, we've definitely like in in the past seen stuff or, or like independently or together where we thought, oh, the, the like you said, the resourcing's not there. Maybe not the, the, there's not the same the, the talent to draw on. But I think with a musical, I think you'd know more than anyone that that if they, I mean, the musicals I've seen, if, if one person goes off a little bit, suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, this is. This is hard, but I think that must be a hard balance to strike. Being sort of being grace-led and a Christian company, <laughs> yeah, sort of ethics, yeah. but also wanting it to be high quality. How do you sort of toe that line? Because we don't know how. <laughs> uh, yeah, how, yeah, we don't know how to toe that line. I mean, it's still something that we're figuring yeah, out as well. Definitely. That actually, um, we we like to set the bar quite high for the stuff that we do, mm. and we like to strive for kind of quite a high standard. Um, but again, you know, we're working with the resources that we have, which are always limited. Um, and that's, you know, financially, physically, um, and often that comes in the form of who we're casting as well. That it, it can be a struggle finding the, the right cast members, the right people for the job. Um, and I think we've probably gone both ways in terms of probably in the past we've cast something more because we want it 
to be really high quality than caring particularly about the yeah. Christian side of it. But then equally, we've also cast things where we've been like, actually, it's way more important for the Christian side of it. So then the quality of the show has taken a bit of a dip. So mm. it's always a fine line to walk. Mm. And I, yeah. I think it is one of the hardest things, actually, yeah. for us. I think something we're keen on, though, is is that we try and set the bar high. Yeah. And the people that we bring on board, even if because we, you know, the, the people aren't available, we can't get the cast in, even if we take people on that aren't quite up to the level that we would hope for, we hope that through the rehearsal process and through working with us, they'd be hitting that level and be brought up to that or develop and, you know... Mm. So mm. I'd hope that a lot of the freelancers and actors that we use, you know, will will grow and yeah. learn new things um, and develop and strive, you know, for a higher standard as they work with us. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, with Fisherman's Tale, when we first put it out for a, a little while, each time we put the show out, you know, everyone in the cast would be learning at least one new instrument. So, um, <laughs> so wow. there's often quite a bit of challenge and we stretch people. Yeah. Uh, because we stretch ourselves and challenge ourselves, so that's kind of a culture yeah. we create. So hopefully, yeah, because yeah, no, that's cool. Because like, because thinking of the industry and the theatre industry and and just that that it's so ruthless, really. When when you hear of friends who are like playing for drama school, or if you if you're listening, you've done that and you've you've been turned down, and it's sort of you. The casting process can be really. You have to be very strong, I think, in your identity. I think. Which makes it difficult then, as a Christian, as as being the casting people in Christian world, you don't want to break people down, do you? You know, mm, we, nah, we don't want nah. to do that to people. But there's a there's there, like you said before, there's that standard that you want to set. Um, so it's a, yeah, so it is. I mean, there's no answer, really, is there? Yeah, yeah, no. It's just always some like a line that we try and walk. I think one one of the things we do try to do is anyone who comes to audition for us, we will try and email them to let them know whether it was a yes or a no. Because I know yeah. that you know, in the normal casting world, um, it's not uncommon for you to go for an audition and then never hear anything again from them. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. we will try if we can to email everyone that's auditioned for us, won't we? Yeah, and and hopefully make the audition process itself a nice experience. A nice experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I have the same when I uh, applied for a job in Aldi after I left uni, and um. I didn't even get an email back. <laughs> and I was like, Aldi don't even want me. <laughs> and, uh, Mate, they love you now. Back. They need loads of people at the minute. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Of. And you know what? They, we, we, we're mulling it over. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, I was thinking when we last met, you'd um, kind of had a bit of a analogy. Uh, I don't know. Thinking about like Christian artists and like kind of Christian theatre, it has this kind of bad rap, you know. It's got like... Um, but but if you were to you said that you know if um, hopefully I get this correct but if, if you were to you know have like a, a Christian plumber or tradesman someone might be like oh that's really good because you know I'm not going to get kind of like ripped off or whatever but if it comes anything to like kind of Christian art and probably especially Christian theatre it's got such a yeah it's kind of got a bad rap so I was wondering like why do you think that is and kind of how can we you know try and bring kind of change to that. Mm. I, w- I wonder if it's maybe to do with the fact that art is such a subjective thing mm. that it's hard to establish whether or not something is or isn't good. Um, mm. So, for example, like you can have a, a church drama group that gets together and they decide to put something on um, and they put together a little sketch and it's dire and it's really bad. 
Um, but you know they're still going to get a few of the old people at the back who are saying that was the best thing I've ever seen because they're enthusiastic mm. about having young people at the front in church. Um, and and then the problem is that you know if it's it's you know if a, a plumber comes to install a boiler and it's on a wonk, then you can see that that is not good and that is very easily you no know, you've done that wrong. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with art, there's no wrong in the yeah. same sense, so you can't really say what what makes something good or bad um, it's so quite as objectively. Yeah. So, mm. so it's very easy to brush off. Well, that's just because you don't like it. Um, I suppose on the other end of it, you know, we can make some amazing art, and it can be really great. And you know, to the point that you've got audiences, great, cool. You might have a review that says this is fantastic. Someone could mm. still sit in the back and go, "I hated that. That was rubbish." Um, mm. So it's really hard to know what you know what is and what isn't good. And in that yeah. kind of environment, the things which are a bit naff and are a bit rubbish can continue to keep going and continue to get yeah. good feedback. Yeah, and also I do think that. Um, it comes back to that being under-resourced thing, is that yeah, like a lot of people in the church in the past, I think, has tried to do theatre or drama mm. as an extra thing that is not yeah. their main thing. Mm. And so then it, it just isn't that good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I'm sure that if we look back at videos of all of us, oh, yeah. our original stuff is naff and it's dire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I wonder I was whether looking or not. At our YouTube today, as I mentioned. And I think one of the things that makes you come out of that and get better is that constructive criticism, is that kind of re- refining it and working on it. And I think if you're in a church environment where everyone's just saying, yeah, cool, it's great, keep going, because the church yeah. is encouraging and you don't uh, get supportive, yeah. well, it doesn't encourage you to get better and improve. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Do you yeah. think do you think that the thought then is that Christians are not, They're very, too good, nice. not very good at being yeah, critical <laughs> in a positive way. Oh, yeah, 100%. Maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest, I think that's what's helped me and John actually being like such close friends is that we're pretty honest with each other. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes it's hard for us because it is just... I mean, it's mainly me and John. Um, I mean, some of our shows, we do have um, kind of a bit a bigger cast, but it is, yeah, for a while, it's, especially with Talk God, it's just me and John. But um, in some of the other shows, we've had to be very honest like kind of afterwards because sometimes obviously when you're in it it's hard to maybe kind of uh, see certain things but we were definitely talking about one of our shows in um was it the last podcast john or the one before i think it was like the second podcast we did yeah maybe the second podcast four ago um and uh so if people want to know you know the name of that show what it was and why it was so bad please head to episode <laughs> Listen to two, episode two. <laughs> i don't really want to go through it all again um, we read a bit of the script as well which oh. was very eye-opening but, but um, it shows, you know, how far we've come, which is really good. So, and that, but I think being honest in that way is, you know, you, you just have to be, you know. Definitely. Um, yeah. I remember um, Rob coming off stage once. I'm going to say this now. Sorry, I've started. Um, <laughs> they came off stage once um, and it was one of the very, very first ever performances of Fisherman's Tale with the original cast. Mm. And it was still very new and a very, very th- difficult Third show. or fourth performance, I yeah. think. So they. So we'd done it a couple of times, and yeah. were thinking that we were getting into the groove. Think, yeah. So they came <laughs> off, and they'd, um, they were like, "That was an amazing show. It was so good. It was, you know, it was incredible." Um, and I was just like, "Are you joking? Like that was terrible." <laughs> and, and in hindsight, I really should have said it nicer. Um, <laughs> but sometimes yeah, you need that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty harsh, but. But 
but you guys ran lines and yeah, um, yeah. got much better. And the next show yeah, yeah. was was amazing. Was banging, yeah. And and you needed that, but also I needed to say it nicer. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you missed out a whole song. Was that that show? No, no, that was the oh, first, was show. The first show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we've been there. <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, actually, I realised in the second show when we were talking about we need to talk about Santa, which is the name of it, the, the show that shall not be named. Um, I forgot to mention this part, which is actually really. Uh, uh, pertinent with what you just said because so we we performed it and it would rent everything was so bad mm. it went so <laughs> badly the lighting was just it went off halfway through but it was one half dim spotlight keeping us lit and That's it was a comedy it wasn't clicking it was a cold oh. room it's horrible but so in the audience was um chris's parents the pastors of our church who were hosting us the week after and it was the most cringeworthy thing where they took us aside and Ruth and James you're probably listening to this now but you probably remember this you took us aside and said okay guys you need to do something about that because <laughs> yeah not having, not having something that bad <laughs> uh, I so laughing I, we actually did do a mini rewrite I think before um yeah that show which is like in a week's time wasn't it um Gosh. so <laughs> that's how desperate it kind of got that um, was a low point <laughs> yeah definitely a low point but i think now that we've i think for for me and john now we're both full-time doing artless that's changed so much because we were even saying there was a show where we were like oh um called crossing the bar and uh john you were looking at the footage today and he was like oh, i just wish we had um kind of had someone uh like you know directing whatever that that particular play but um i mean i said to him uh, i mean that would be great but i think i just think during that time i don't know how we ever did it actually because we were like we were both doing part-time jobs and like trying to set tours and rehearse and we just did honestly hard, like we hardly two, had any time turnaround yeah yeah so like from writing it to like rehearsing it to like sorting costume set just like the whole yeah. thing it's so hard to actually fit in the time for that what but, i actually said was i wish that me and you could have a child that could then direct our shows <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, they're not that bad are they john <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but it's good to have i mean that's the thing is i always want to have that outside view as while i'm in it it's so hard to be in it and want to be Mm. objectively watching it but yeah yeah it's true um, that, don't you because you always mostly direct our shows don't you yeah yeah and the more i can not be in a show and direct mm. it yeah usually the better. the better show is so yeah mm. yeah, yeah. That, that's my <laughs> the less i'm in the shows the better they are yeah, <laughs> uh, one last question before we we finish um and this is a big a biggie and you might take a bit of time to think about it but if you were given two million pounds so i was going to say one but i thought let's make it even more yeah, two million pounds that you had to spend on developing a show. What would you make? Oh, like, I'd, uh, do we have to spend it on a show? You have to spend it. <laughs> what on would show. you, you spend, spend it on if it wasn't a show? Or well, a building, I... or a van, yeah. or, yeah. or a holiday, or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> round the world trip. Uh... Yeah, I think I, personally, I think it's too much. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably want to be like, cool. Can we give away? A big chunk of it, and we'll go with okay, modesty aside. <laughs> Nothing to do with modesty. This is just to do with resources and just management. I think, I think we'd be overwhelmed by yeah, that amount of money. Um, I think actually, um, I just just thought on a, a serious level in terms of like the end result being good as well. Mm. I think um, when we first kind of started Forefront, we we had someone uh, who we know who was you know, quite wealthy and quite on board with what we were doing. Um, we first started off saying, yeah, I know you're starting a ministry and if ever you get to a point where, you know, you, you need a salary for a year, um, just as you're figuring it all out, 
um, you know, give me give me a shout. You know, I'd love to help mm-hmm. out. Um, which is a ridiculous <laughs> offer. Um, and what is his number? <laughs> <laughs> um, but didn't take him up on it um, there and then. Um, and then a little while later down the line, the situation had changed a little bit, and we didn't feel it was right to approach, you know, and ask, you know, mm. whether or not that would be all right. Mm. Um, but looking back on it, I'm so glad that we didn't have the money because mm. not having the money and the resources meant that um, we had to grow and had to yeah. learn so much. Yeah. Um, and and I wonder whether or not if we'd just had the money and didn't have to worry about it as much, we probably wouldn't have. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be as good a show. I was at uni, um, and but struggling. I was in like a group, and we're trying to do a devised piece, and I was I was like just venting to my um, like convener, and he was saying, "Look, you've got you you will never have this opportunity ever again. You don't have to work. You have money. You can eat. You can drink. You have twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, where you can just work and make this." And then <laughs> I said to him. Yeah, but maybe true art comes from struggle. True art comes <laughs> from the burdens of life. You I, know. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was only half serious, but I think there's something in there, isn't there, where if if you didn't need to... Um, yeah. yeah, if yeah. you didn't have everything just laid out for you, it would look completely different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- I think if we did have two million, we had to spend it on a show. I think ideally I'd put the money in an account first develop the show and get it all creatively to a place where yeah. we're happy and then get on board loads of marketing and producers so we didn't have to worry about any of that yes oh my gosh <laughs> that how would be hard the thing. is marketing yeah. and maybe we could even do a tour of like actual theatres <laughs> yeah that would be nice yeah, yeah. that would be so nice um, Chris what would you do what would Go I do on. if we had a million do pounds <laughs> two million he oh, would say something completely different oh mate got solid gold <laughs> no, I know you <laughs> No, no, but I, uh, well, one thing before I say, I do agree in that sense of the, yeah, the having that kind of struggle, especially for me and you, John, that we've had to, everything's very much, well, especially at the very beginning, is very DIY, you know. So I'm literally, yeah, sure. our, our first ever thing that we did together as Artless was literally in a, um, and a completely empty car phone warehouse that was being ripped out and we had taken the space and we didn't even have we didn't have any lighting so we didn't have any uh lights so we were using like painters lights and all these other you know switches and stuff but we built it into the kind of the, the script with the turning off for the lights and stuff so we were fully in charge on the stage with that and i i think that's always a <laughs> but that's always a fun way to be creative it's like well yeah we it's didn't true. have a you know lighting rig then but it's like well Okay, let's go get some painters' lights and some lamps and stuff, and we'll have some fun. So yeah, um, I guess it's like um, it's like this time now with COVID. Uh, like you're seeing all these different uh, engineering firms trying to work out new ways to make um, uh, make uh, breathing yeah. apparatus and stuff. And and it, well, I think it was was it uh, Isaac Newton. I don't know if this is just one of these fake copy paste sort of stories you see written everywhere. Hmm. But like, was it during the plague, Chris? You're the historian during during a plague where Isaac Newton was self-isolating essentially and developed uh, his theory of <laughs> gravity. I'm, I'm watching Chris on the webcam. I'm just puzzled. <laughs> I did um, read I that though as well on social that. media. Yeah. If it's not true, you'll, you won't hear this in the podcast. But apparently, yeah, Isaac Newton, um, uh, keeping away from the plague, developed his theories on gravity. And, and yeah, I really? think uh, there's I, something in there. I didn't know that, but um, maybe hopefully it's that true. is true. Well, hopefully I it will is. Message, I, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will message you guys if that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> <Fact check. laughs> yeah. No, I read it as well, yeah.
So, um, so how can kind of guys uh, keep in touch, you know, with what you're what you're doing, your work, and um, kind of yeah, tell us um, what's kind of coming up for you guys. Yeah, uh, well, they can check us out on social media. We're pretty active on Facebook and Instagram, and a little bit on Twitter. We do have Twitter as well. Um, and yeah, check out the website. Although it's not up to date right now, <laughs> so go on our social media because that's there. better. <laughs> yeah. um, the thing we're doing at the minute with this whole coronavirus thing is virtual Sunday school. Virtual um, Sunday school with that theme song. <laughs> so that's yeah, awesome. Check it out. So that's Great. really fun. It's on our YouTube channel and uh, yes it's just no, no, kind no. of it's on its own YouTube channel oh it's on its channel. own YouTube channel Whoa. sorry and it's yeah, um, it's just like a resource for families and churches and um, kids with bible stories and crafts and prayer ideas so yeah that's fun Fantastic. lovely lovely and uh, and if you want double that uh, also check out the same thing we're making as well oh yeah I'll say yeah. that I think it depends whether we um, I don't know if we'll keep it in the intro of the podcast but I, I introduced this segment as saying we're going to be speaking to our bitter rivals I think it's, it's one of those where we often think that you know some of the other guys who are doing theatre like you guys like Salt Mine Riding Lights it's like you could say well we're competition but it's like mate there's so many schools in the UK even if like we were solidly <laughs> working all, like oh the whole gosh. time yeah. we wouldn't cover them all and, and I, I think it's the same with this you know yeah. actually there's so many kids with nothing to do there is there is a lot of hours in the day let's get as much content out there as we can to yeah, try and keep yeah. them occupied it, yeah. it's not like we're two young software companies like <laughs> yeah it's true so uh, yeah well thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it it's so it's good, good to hear from you guys and see how yeah. you're kind of managing through this difficult time so we'll be praying for you guys and uh, yeah do check them out if you're listening Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to More Than The Art Podcast by Artless Theatre Company. If you want to know more about us, you can go to our website, which is artless.org.uk, or you can follow us on all the social medias out there, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, even Twitter. TikTok coming soon.